Thanks for listening to the Kojima Frequency. If you're enjoying the show and want to help support it, make sure to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Kojima Freak. This is no longer a Kojima okay. podcast. This is now the InGen Hour. We will be talking about Jurassic Park and nothing but. Uh, okay. I'm about time for a name change. I like the one with the dinosaurs. <laughs> that one sucks. What's your... It's all uh, about the human drama. What's your thoughts on the PS1 game? Uh, the Lost World game where you can play as the T-Rex? Or yeah. do you mean the, the one where you like... Because there were two. I, uh, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, like you, you can play like as all the different dinosaurs. I remember that one being kind of okay. fun. We like rented that one night and like just stayed up all night and played all the way through it. And we're like, man, that was tough. It's yeah, it's really hard. It's fun, though. And I like the, the little live action cutscenes. And I like how if you completely beat the game, you get like a secret cutscene where Jeff Goldblum comes on and tells you to get a life. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Way to go. Way to go. You made it through. You made it through. You spent all that time. And now you're done. You did. That's quite an achievement. Like, my, my gosh, you, you looked a 20-foot carnivore right in the eye, and you've lived to tell about it. Well, you are something. Thank you. Thank you for, for sticking with it, for not giving up. That is really something. Now you know what you should do? Turn the game console off right now. Turn the thing off, for, for, for heaven's sakes, and go outside. Hey everyone, this is Days Ahead. And I'm Nitroid. You're listening to the Kojima Frequency. And like, the the best part, I think the most memorable part of the game for me is the intro where they have the DreamWorks logo. I'm trying to remember what it did. Yeah, and like, the kid's sitting on a moon fishing, but then his line snags something and a raptor yanks him down. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, the Lost World game on on PS1 was fun. They had another one called Warpath mm-hmm. where it was like dinosaur like 1v1 fighting game, like like side scrolling fighter, like Primal Rage. Yeah, yeah, like Primal Rage. Hmm. And it's pretty bad. As I say, we'll skip that one. Yeah, it's it's not great. You can do like combos as a T-Rex and shit and it's so ridiculous. <laughs> but they had to like size everything weird because obviously dinosaurs are different sizes. Yeah, it's like uh it's like a reverse Balrog situation like yeah. Balrog uh doesn't really do much kicking, but uh yeah, the, the T-Rex probably didn't do much punching. It's uh yeah, it's not a good game. I I don't recommend that one, but the Lost <laughs> World one's a good time. What's your take on Trespasser? I love that game. It's a terrible mess but it was doing some really incredible groundbreaking stuff that just didn't pan out 10 out of 10 yeah like that was (laughs) one of the first games that was doing complex physics they had a system where it would dynamically generic like it would generate audio based on like what materials and objects hit other materials and like how hard and how fast and it would calculate what the sound would be and it just it got away from them and ended up being a janky mess. And then Half-Life came out like a few months later. That I mean, that happened to my favorite game, Shogo. Half-Life came out and. But I mean, speaking of like games that are sort of like corny, but memorable in a cute way, um, I was really happy to see Kojima at Supermassive Games. As you guys know, I'm a sucker for their like choose your own adventure horror games. So it was almost like watching like martin scorsese go into your favorite like tommy Wiseau's house just to hang out like i can't believe this is happening <laughs> not to say that they're on the same level of tommy Wiseau, but they are i consider a guilty pleasure 
Yeah, no, they make good stuff. I would like to see him involved in, in something like that. I, I'd like to see him involved in more games in general instead of <laughs> what we've been seeing lately, a bunch of coffee and <laughs> other bullshit. A friend of mine made the point that Kojima Productions is a merchandise company that occasionally makes video games. <laughs> yeah. Yep, pretty much now. And it's it's so, like, as much as I am happy that he is happy and thriving, like, you know, you see the Kojima production stand at the Tokyo Game Show and it's nice and you get a little little kit or you can get a little kit and some merchandise and T-shirts. And then you see the fucking Metal Gear area. Ugh. And my God, what a playground. Jeez, God, I, I, I definitely wanted to be there for that. that. That looked amazing. I mean, all the all the lasers and the patrolling guards and just the keratins. You could find the keratins. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I wonder if they made sounds if you hit them. But uh, yeah, I mean, just they had like 3D mapped, uh, you know, like map projection stuff going on, and uh, it, it looked fucking really cool. Yeah, I was I was so fucking jealous. I don't really get I don't really get that jealous about m- missing stuff. But with that, when I saw everyone posting pictures and videos, I, for the first time, I was like, I really feel like I missed out not going to this. Yeah. The lines were huge. Maddie got to go. So. Yeah, I'm so. Yeah, this is this is to you personally, Maddie. I hate you. Also, we love you <laughs> and thank you for getting those hats. And also, if there's anybody that I'd want to go and experience that, you would be one of those people. Yeah. So I'm happy for you. Yeah, me too. I, I'm I'm loving watching her journey through Metal Gear Solid Five. I'm just like. I'm kind of waiting for a drop, but at the same time, I'm like, she's looking at it from a very pure perspective, and that's something that we haven't seen in a while. <laughs> I'm like the closest thing that gets to that, pretty much. Right? Yeah, I've been watching all the streams as well, and if she doesn't like that game, she's definitely not let on, but she seems to be having a fucking blast. Yeah, the game itself is fun. I think just maybe under a microscope, it might have some some stuff going on that people don't like, but I don't know. Another cool thing they had at the Tokyo Game Show thing was the uh, they had like an alert cycle uh, that would happen like every ten minutes. Uh, this this is all from Maddie. She was saying, uh, you know, just, it would it would be cool and chilling, and all of a sudden everything would turn red, and you know, just the music would would cut to the uh, encounter track. And they they did a really good job on the booth. We were sitting there, the MGS Con crew was sitting there taking notes. Like, okay, so it's so it's these kind of lasers going against a mirror. Got it, got it. Okay. <laughs> I liked all the ideas that they had that we had had already. <laughs> that was my that was my that was my favorite. Like, you know, like hiding the keratin so people can take photos of them. Yeah. Yeah. We we already thought of that. <laughs> yeah, we already did that actually at MGS Con and no one found it. Um <laughs> that'd be fucked up. Yeah, I see these tweets from Amanda that are like, I see these these visions and these these are ideas that we had and it makes me wonder, man, what's what's this shit gonna be like when we have an even bigger budget? Yeah, we'll see. So the resolutions and the frame rates came out. I had a friend that I grew up with that I played Metal Gear Solid 1 with, and he was complaining that it's 30 FPS. I was like, bro, the last time you played it, it was 25. Like, what (laughs) what are you talking about? (laughs) A stable 30 for a PS1 game. I mean, that's, you know. Not if if you're in the wrong region. Oh, man, that's funny. I still want to find that PS Vita that fucking runs it, that 726 FPS at all times. Yeah. That shit is like the like the holy grail. I mean, it really sucks that that's like it's still been the fucking like argument of the week. It, it just people are still talking about this frame rate resolution shit, and it's like then we see the the Steam versions that they're showing at Tokyo Game Show, and it's like they're, they're booting up and and loading fast as fuck. I mean, Apache can break that down more, but it, it looked fast. <laughs> 
Yeah, the uh, the PC version. Uh, someone did someone like from the the footage that was recorded. Uh, did a load comparison, and it, this isn't going to be that interesting to to you guys. So let me just give you a quick cliff notes on the same room. The emulator of the 360 version loads in three seconds. The Series S loads it in 2.9 seconds, and the PC Master Collection loads it in 1.7 seconds. So its loads are insanely fast on top of what was already the fastest version but the fucking the pause menu man that thing goes in and out like 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 instantly like the camos when they get loaded up and stuff it's just like bam they're right there instead of what was it like a three second pause when you were like switching camos like yeah i mean um perfect stealth he, he did a video and he was showing like just clips of him doing it on his ps3 and so when you change camouflage in MGS3, there was, the, there was a delay. And the, the entire model of Snake would disappear for a, like about three seconds. And then the camo would come on. And if you use like uh, camos from later in the game or ones that weren't rendered in cutscenes, it can take longer as well. But on the, uh, on the footage that we're seeing that people have recorded from the PC version, it's, it's instant. It's literally instant. And the cure menu, if that's instant and there's no input delay, holy shit. I know I know that probably doesn't matter to you guys, but like No, I mean that's that's showing that it performs better. I mean, you know that that there is stuff going on, at least in the background or maybe in the menus that's like, you know, happening. I mean, and that's the thing. The only thing really that said 30 FPS was switch. And that you know, that's all that's what everybody's well, leading with. And and MGS one, I'm like, right? I, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. That's the frame rate. Yeah, but I want it to be a like, yeah, exactly. Well, it matters to us, but it's not going to matter to a lot of people because most people don't really have. Look, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on this, but the general audience doesn't really understand what goes into porting a video game or what that looks like or what specs in a machine actually mean. Uh, you know, these are these are all very you know, abstract concepts to people who just want to plug in a game and have it look nice and play nice and don't want to think too hard about it. So when something doesn't meet their expectations, you know, the easiest conclusion is that it was dialed in. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that's actually what happened. Which <laughs> it, it kills me to hear that term. And God damn it, I'm so afraid of signing like a Konami show. But, you know, yeah, at this point, yeah. whatever. But seeing some of the shit that they do plan on putting in, like, it it almost like dial in seems like an insult. Like the the new news we came that came out today regarding like you can choose what type of save that you want to put like it's essentially implement or insert into your game. Yeah. An old Konami save <laughs> so that Psycho Mantis can can read your file. That shit that blew my mind. I, I literally I forgot like last <laughs> last episode I was I was literally saying like one of my complaints of MGS one. Is that you can't play the Psycho Mantis lines, and I'm not really sure how they would implement it or put it in, but it would be really cool if those lines weren't just forgotten about and we could actually yeah. still hear them. And they and sure enough, fuck, and they fucking made a system for it. Like, yeah, and we'll be able to hear the Japanese ones too, right? Like because mm-hmm. they'll be yeah, all of them. You know, those versions. You know, with those with those cards and the games that were applicable to the Japanese versions. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's dope. And there are still people complaining, like, "Oh, we're gonna, you know, well, I can do that in my emulator." Well, good for you. Yeah. Okay. You know, last episode, I I, I literally <laughs> said, you know, you can watch a video of it on YouTube, and it's like yeah. it's just like playing it in the emulator. You know, I'm I've literally got I'm literally playing Metal Gear Solid on an <laughs> emulator right now. Yeah. It's like it's not the same. 
It's not the same. Everybody's saying the emulator argument. It's just like, all right, bro, you're set. No. You got 8K, 120 frames per second, fucking Snake's Revenge, bro. You're good. Like, you're all set. Like, run that shit. <laughs> not everybody wants to fuck with a Raspberry Pi, okay? Yeah, exactly. like, it's, <laughs> no, 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 I get up, why like, people would, but some people just don't, and that's okay. Even on that point, though, if you want to play the emulator card, okay, go and, and try to turn up the internal clock speed of the game to get it to 60 frames per second. Uh, for MGS1, and let me know what happens. Let me know how playable that is, because I think you're in for a for a nasty shock. Yeah. I'm I'm not kidding. I've got the emulator up right now. I've got the I've got the game up. I can I can literally show you all right now. After the show, I will show you all what it looks like. I've got it on my screen right now. Yeah, and it's hilarious. You you dial this up to uh, sixty, and everything about the game speeds up. So codecs mm-hmm. run twice as fast. Snake runs twice fast, you know, everything. It fucks, fucks with the game. So it's like playing Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Like, everything's yeah. just fucking hyper-fighting. Like, yeah, the game speed is locked to the frame rate, essentially, or, or vice versa. And that's, I was going to say, is that similar? And I'm kind of asking this question because, one, I'm dumb, but two, I'm sure of myself, and I kind of want to add to the conversation but is that why when sometimes i run an old pc game let's say shogo mobile armor division bringing that up again um and something it like runs ex- absurdly fast it's yeah. because the processing speed it's not like it can't adjust to that processing speed I'm, I'm not sure how to define it or how to articulate it more than likely yeah and isn't that where like frame caps like you get you can like cap the frame rate or like limit the frame rate to yeah. only be a certain amount so that it doesn't rely on that processing power to determine it like well i don't want to get into the weeds on this but the but sure. the, the gist is yeah you know however many of your game systems you tie to the frame rate and there are good reasons for wanting to do that particularly for making sure things are timed correctly uh, is is going to change if your frame rate goes up. So that's why you'll you'll have those instances in a lot of old games where, you know, you crank up the performance, they didn't limit it, and now the game's acting ridiculous, you know? MGS2, MGS3, they have the same sort of thing going on in different ways. You know, the only way to really fix that is going back to source and uncoupling a lot of those systems from the frame rate, and that's easier said than done. Yeah. That's not impossible, but it's not a small thing. It's not trivial. Yeah, I just, I, I, I just, I guess I just want to say, I'm really excited for this port, particularly of MGS three, but the, but the whole package to kind of get in there and mess around with it. I, I said over and over and over again, like I want a PC port of MGS three. I want the exact same game that I'm playing every day, but on the PC, and and, and that's it. Now people are like fuck with it. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? is a bonus and like i can't it's getting closer and closer in a month and i'm realizing that it that it's real and there's a good chance that it's going to be what i want and i you know i don't i don't i don't really care if people say oh you're going too easy on konami or whatever trust me if this port isn't exactly what i want i'll be like a nuclear bomb going off (laughs) i'll be so mad but everything i'm seeing it you know i'm not just going to move the goalposts on what i want and, and yeah. start saying I want something different. I've had a clear image of exactly what I wanted the port to be for years. You've made your expectations and boundaries very clear to Konami. <laughs> yeah, on on this show, it's you know it's on record. We all have our own you know wish lists for this collection. Mine had to do with a lot of the extra and original content, you know. So I'm not happy about that, uh, but I am going to be realistic about it. Uh, you know, it's 
what's frustrating about this and 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 why it's so hard to talk about this without seeming like you're going on defense for Konami is because there are legitimate concerns. There are legitimate uh, complaints you can have about this collection. There is a real conversation to be had there, but that's not what anybody's talking about. All of the focus is on these really uh, misinformed, pedantic issues that really are are not... Yeah, I mean, we've said that on past episodes. I mean, it's just it's just misinformed. Like, you know, oh, it runs at sixty frames per second. It's like, okay, but what what resolution are we talking about? You know, all, all this dumb shit. Here, here's a good analogy for you. If you got if you got two people arguing over heart surgery, right, and one person goes, you know, heart surgeons, I think they're really just overstating how complicated it is, and the other person who also isn't a heart surgeon goes, I don't know, I think it's probably a bit more complicated than that. You know. Yeah, neither of them are heart surgeons, but one person's a little more correct about it. You know, I think a lot of people are underestimating what goes into this. A lot of these people are just they they need something to complain about. And these people aren't playing games anyway. They're just on Twitter raging about games. No, it's this console war bullshit that, you know, they're always like fucking mad and just, you know, they just watch their latest fucking Dreamcast guy video, and they're just like, ooh, I can't wait to recite that back on Twitter. And it's just, well, you know. I get the mindset. You know, Konami is this enormous company with a lot of resources, and they think, well... Yeah, but let it go. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, like, devil's advocate, you know? Okay, yeah. Company as big as Konami. How much money do they have? How many resources do they have? Why can't they pour unlimited amounts of, of money into making every single game this perfect remaster. They're doing it with Suikoden, like... <laughs> because this is not a fantasy world, that's why. Yeah. You know, every pro- if you've worked in any sort of project management or on a team that, that does projects or, or any, like... <clears throat> Sorry. It can be software, it can be... <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> it, 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 he knows what I'm talking about here. You know, you have, you know, set budgets... Set timescales. You have to set your requirements by those timescales because even if it is a big company, usually you've got more than one thing you're working on and you've got to measure that out. You've got to allocate your resources. And so, yeah, you know, Lord Emmerich brought something up pretty interesting, which is, um, you know, a lot of people are comparing this to the the, the ZOE Mars port, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Uh, you know, and that, that's got like 4K support. Um, and it looks gorgeous and it runs great. And it's and, and ZOE2 is on the MGS2 engine, you know. Um, and a lot of people were like, why couldn't they do that sort of a treatment with these games? And he was quick to point out, you know, Zoe Mars is locked to 60 frames a second, because if you take it over that, the game breaks hmm. because the logic is tied in the exact same way. Now, yeah, they got it to 4K, but that was a standalone project. And if they took that same kind of care with every single game in this collection, yeah. it probably wouldn't be a collection, mm-hmm. which, you know, there's an argument. Maybe that's the better way to go about it. Instead of bundling them, do them one to one. But then I guess people are going to complain about the price and, and the fact that they didn't bundle them. The cash grab. No, it's it's yeah. Everyone's going to find something to complain about. There's no way to make a rational argument to somebody who's responding irrationally. If it was just one, two and three and all that shit done to it, people would be like, oh, it's a cash grab. Like, where's the rest of the bonus shit? Like, <laughs> I think Konami could have done a better job in some areas. We are going to tear this thing down. We're going to point out all the flaws. I already see things I don't like, but I see a lot that I do. I just want to understand what's going on and I want to be fair. That's it. Look, for me, I, you know, I thought, I thought the discussion uh, was about uh, games 
being on certain consoles and not being able to be playable. And it feels like now that that's being satisfied, these games will be playable on all modern consoles and PC, so it's there forever. The conversation has now shifted to how it should be upscaled and and the game should be like internally messed with. And honestly, Konami, I got no beef for you right now, but keep your fucking hands off those games, please. (laughs) Just like do not mess with anything. Yeah. It's just a whole different train of thought. I'm glad MGS1's pure, yeah, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're trying to upscale that. Yeah, like we said before, even on like the GOG release, like just looking at that, it's just like, ugh. Like this, something's kind of off. Like, and yeah, well, it's just and anytime they try to do that, like sharpening or like filtering or doing some type of graphic adjustment that's not a huge coding thing or like completely redoing the art, it's just kind of like, oh, wait a minute, this looks bad. I don't know. I mean, it's the point I think that people need to get is that this is complicated and it's not just as simple as turn up the frame rate, increase the resolution and be done with it. There are a lot of other considerations and I don't want to get into the weeds on, again, the porting process and programming and all of that, you know, where it comes to like system A versus system B, they have the same CPU. Why don't they work like blah, blah, blah. That is a conversation that requires a lot of expertise and i can't fit that into uh an hour-long podcast let alone my five minutes you know the the same folks who are like oh man they should make this 60 fp or 120 fps are the same folks that are like man the cell processor that's just too complicated man Yeah. yeah yeah God. And that's, I mean, shit, MGN, like, even, like, pull up the stats on Steam of people that do play in 4K, and it was, like, 18% or something like that. You know, and people are like, oh, well, we're still here, but just still, it's like so many people are, like, arguing this point. And it's like, motherfucker, you're not even playing in 4K. Just, like, and and, and you want MGS1 in 4K? I don't know. Just, it's, it doesn't make sense. I mean, to that point, just, you know, load up our, like... Load up RPCS3, the PS3 emulator, start up MGS3, crank up the resolution to 4K, and tell me how long you can make it until you start seeing a ton of visual bugs, because yeah. it's pretty quick. Yeah, if you say that, they're going to go, ah, it runs fine on my emulator, and they're the same people who say that fucking the Vita was 60 FPS and shit. Like, I swear right. to God, these same people who bring up this shit, like, they're just... I swear they're just repeating like buzz words that they've heard. I don't think for a second these people who get involved in these arguments. I'm sure it's all rooted in like console wars. Yeah, it's that. It's that. It's, it gives off well, that vibe so much. It's YouTube grifter shit, man. Yeah, I don't even think it's that. I think, I think it's still grievances towards Konami. And again, I get that. Let's not get it twisted. It's a very sensitive situation, justifiably <laughs> so. But we still have to look at like we have to look at this empirically. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't treat. Um, I don't treat companies like they're my friends and they hurt. And, yeah. like, they hurt my feelings or whatever. If they, they're they're just a business. They just sell games, and you know that's the business. They're trying to make money, and you've you've. I mean, you're going to give them your money anyway because it's our job to kind of break this shit apart. But you've. You've gave them, I think you've handled this the best because you've given them an agreement. You've made it very clear what your expectations and I guess in some ways boundaries are. And let's see if they're going to do them. I think you've made your, made it very clear. So, yeah. Yeah. And if, as long as I follow the rules of the restraining order, I'm, you know, it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If the phrase, uh, this company lost my trust comes out of your mouth, what were you doing trusting a company in the first place? Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's like, it's, 
some new people and some old people that have been there for a while, like these companies are going to like get good and get, you know, they're going to have like bad times and, and better times, but it's magical thinking. Th this seems like a, a good effort. I mean, you know, they're letting us switch uh, controls during the Psycho Manus fight, you know, by just hitting like L1 and R1 or whatever at the same time. You know, like there's there's like little ways to get around stuff. So they are giving us these like extra options and things that we can do outside of the game to to set ourselves up and, and have these experiences in the way that we used to. So, I mean, I don't know, just just that alone, like the, just, just the Psycho Manus thing alone is kind of like enough for me. I'm like, all right, they're getting in there and they're at least trying to make this a, a collection where we can go in and like experience the games. If it's the ideal version or if it's in 4k or not, like, ugh. but this, this seems like a good collection and a way to play through all the games. If you're just uh, a, a newcomer to it, you know, I don't think it should necessarily be this, this ultimate version. That's the, the best it'll ever be, you know, 4k 120 fps like what the fuck <laughs> plus if your argument is i can do this on an emulator then go play the emulator yeah you're Shut set up. buddy yeah just go go do that yeah you're fine i, I did I, like i never even I, I mean i swear it came up multiple times when we we're talking about these ports and we spoke about like you know if some people do play on emulator and like not everyone wants to fuck with that through doing this and um other things and just meeting so many gamers like way too many gamers a lot of you like straight up just are not interested in something if it's on an emulator. Like you don't want to mess around with it. You don't want to um, get the ROMs in perfectly legal ways. You don't want to <laughs> mess with the settings and so on. And I think in the past I was like kind of dismissive of people like that. But I've met so many of you now like this that I, I need to respect that, I guess, in some ways. And It's time consuming, you know? Yeah. And like these, these ports are for people like that. And there is a lot of people like that. By the way, I say this as somebody who like digs into these games with emulators, like, and and tears them apart. So I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna screenshot my screen and, and post it in the chat. But like, I'll, hopefully, there's nothing terrible on there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I'm I, I'm literally I have the MGS One emulator up right now because I was nice um testing something and rec uh, recording some footage for something else. I use the emulator all the time. Safe states are fantastic. Absolutely fantastic, um, especially if you need to uh, figure out how something ticks. It's a lot easier than loading a save constantly when you die, that kind of thing. Yeah, I use emulators all the time. I'm super excited um, for the Master Collection ports. Super excited to like, emulate the Master Collection port. <laughs> <laughs> super, exci super excited for Raiden Tramp Stamp mod day one. Wow. Oh yeah, the mods are going to be nuts. I mean, this, uh, you know. Oh, I, I'm I, so ready. Yeah. I think basically just uh, people are just never satisfied as a whole and you can't make everybody happy, but I don't know. I'm pretty happy. So and you guys' concerns are definitely valid, but I don't know what I'm seeing right now. When, when I saw that, that steam version, I was like, holy shit, like this, this is looking great. And when we had the assets sent to us, I was like, this looks really good. Yeah. I'm still curious if that's, I, I don't know about the whole 1080p thing because of some of the language used. I know, I know I said it a couple episodes ago, but more than likely, this is going to be what the HD collection was, which is uh, on PS3 and 360, it was 720p upscale to 1080p with MSAA 2X on it and, you know, to smooth things out. But, you know, we'll see. It's going to be interesting to tear these things apart. It's going to be interesting to play them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what I've been doing lately. I just uh, There's been all this discourse lately online. I'm just like, I'm good. 
I'm gonna go play some games. I've been playing like Pikmin <laughs> Four. I was having a good time. Yeah. That's great. I've lost my soul to Baldur's Gate Three, and I'm so happy about it. Yeah, it's eluding like little Chelsea playing Kotor on a Friday night. That's a good place to be. It really is. Yeah, I finally beat uh, Tears of the Kingdom too. Like Yay! that's yeah, I've just been like good job, just, just sitting there going through it. Yeah, it's a fun time. That got uh that got pretty epic there at the end. I was like, oh goddamn! With the health bar. Yeah, and they make you feel it. Yeah, pretty cool. I don't know how they're gonna follow that up though. Like that is mechanically speaking, where do you go logically from that? Yeah, you you made a do everything game, and that's yeah. As much as there was like that ability to do all that shit and like build the things, and like I I didn't, you know, I was out there hitting stuff <laughs> with fucking wooden poles and you know just like whatever I was picking up around and just you know I was playing it like Breath of the Wild. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Where it's like all the wrong solutions. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, combat-wise, I wasn't, like, building fucking, you know, anything using that. Like giant mechs and shit? Yeah, no, I was just like, <laughs> all right, cool, stab, 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 it's it's over, bomb, like, uh, use my support, guys, okay, that's all we need. I don't know. It, it's awesome that the game allowed you to do that, but this kind of goes back to, like, the Phantom Pain and, like, being able to just trank them all, you know, headshot. Yeah. It's just like, I can just go around with these wooden sticks that have uh, monster horns attached to them and just fuck everybody up. So My wife and I were playing, and we were sort of doing it in parallel, like we'd trade off and play on our own save files, but um, we we sort of accidentally developed this this shorthand for whenever one of us was sort of thinking too simplistically, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, like if there was an obvious solution, but we're doing it the wrong way, like that game gives you so many options for solving your problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, like nine out of 10 times when I get to a weird problem, I'm like trying to build something to like bridge a gap or yeah. climb up it to get to it. And anytime one of us did that and the other realized there was an easier, more obvious solution, we would just go at eh, you're building bridges again. <laughs> And then we'd be like, oh, okay. And then we'd, you know, like zip up through the ceiling or something. But yeah, it's a fun time. The only, uh, the only other game I've been playing lately, uh, I finished Sea of Stars and that I can't, I know I talked about that last time. I can't rave about that game enough, but, uh, yeah. Beyond that, I finished the, uh, the Resident Evil 4 remake DLC, uh, separate ways. Resident Evil update, everybody. It's been a while. That is good DLC. I had a, I had a really good time with that. I think that Ada looks really hot in it. <laughs> but I can't play it until my computer's better, so I'll see. I'll, I'll try it out in two years or something. You know, it's very obviously just a collection of like B-roll segments from the main game, but it's so much fun. I didn't really care, and it's really long. Like a lot, a lot of people pointed out that like for ten bucks, it feels about as long as the entire Resident Evil Three remake. Uh, I saw- <laughs> which is concerning. <laughs> Damn. I uh, I saw um I saw people complaining. They were like ten dollars. I got my ten dollars worth. It's like people forgot, like the DLC costs money or something. It's like people pay two two dollars fifty for horse armor. You know, like right ten ten dollars fifty. Sorry, ten dollars is nothing for uh for the for the DLC. Yeah. I don't know. They just I, think I, they fucking summon ghosts to program this shit, <laughs> and that they don't need to be fed or rent. You got fifteen dollar like Ninja Turtle skins per per turtle. Yeah, you know fifteen per. I mean, so yeah, ten dollars for a whole scenario to play, and it's good too. Like it's that's fair. Yeah, shut the fuck up, people. Let's, yeah, let's I will also say like get, this is not a spoiler. I don't care, but they are so obviously doing RE five next. 
Oh yeah, I did hear there's like a uh, a, a queue or something. That, oh yeah. yeah, there's a lot. Sorry, it's kind of relevant. The uh, the the Final Fantasy VII remake two dropped with the nineteen inches of Sephiroth, <laughs> and uh, uh, that shit was three hundred and fifty dollars and sold out instantly. So like, man, you are lucky that DLC was ten dollars, man. Like, yeah, game companies are. I mean, they want to put the price of games up, right? Like yeah. that seems to be the discussion at the moment. They want to put the price of games up. They want the new standard to be higher. Development's more expensive. That's what the Capcom CEO was saying, right? Yeah, yeah. Shit costs more. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing 70 for pretty much all the new PS5 that's coming out. Like, Ugh. yeah. Maybe just make less expensive games. Who wants 19 inches of Sephiroth, though? <laughs> Apparently a lot of people. Motherfucker crashed the website. Jeez. I don't buy stuff like that, but people are pretty excited. Didn't Konami chime in with, like, the pyramid head? Like length or whatever. Of course they did. How many inches is that? I don't think those jokes resonate the same way when we're talking about <laughs> Silent Hill 2. Some people it does. I think they resonate more. Yo, did you see that? I don't know what. Did anybody see what theory did that person on Twitter post that was so bad that made Ito say, just stop playing Silent Hill? What the fuck happened? Did anybody see that? I fucking love Ito's Twitter. Oh, he's great. He's yeah. so funny. He's so funny. He slays me. Um, but yeah, he banned someone from playing Silent Hill. He's just like, don't play the Route 2 remake. <laughs> it's like, damn. <laughs> how do you come back from that? You just don't. Oh, speaking of Metal Gear at Tokyo, how about like then shit that Maddie gets to go to that I want to go to? Fucking that concert. Oh, Metal Gear and concert. Yeah. Right. With Cynthia Harrell and, and Donna Burke was there were there too. And they were they were at TGS as well. That was that was adorable, actually. Yeah. Oh man, what a performance! Like, but be- between like those two, just hearing that live and in some some concert hall, like Jesus, the woho, and you know the the just hearing Snake Eater being belt out. And, ugh. Man, can you imagine if there was like a fan podcast that knew about that event way in advance and just had to shut up about it? Yeah, I know, right? Hopefully, they bring that to the United States or something. And God, wouldn't that be nice? And tour it. Yeah. No, but uh, hopefully, I mean. One thing she didn't talk to us when we had Donna on the show was... Fingers cut that out. Bringing a lot... No, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the information's out there, bro. This is a Tim, This is a uh, Jim Pittock situation. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> uh, just because we didn't draw attention to it doesn't mean they didn't say it. But yeah, I mean, having Cynthia along for the tour, I think that would elevate it so much. Oh, man, yeah. Because, I mean, then they can they can... You know, they can take turns and do duets on stuff even. Like, I mean, I don't know exactly what was done. None of it was recorded, but hopefully with this uh, Master Collection and and Delta coming out, we do see a a resurgence or at least a couple more performances internationally. Put it in New York or L.A. and I'm I'm fucking there. Like, (laughs) I will say I'm surprised that they haven't done a lot more promotion for the master collection i mean the event is one thing but like i haven't really seen much outside of that you know yeah i mean they're they're putting out tweets and they're doing stuff but yeah, yeah it just always i guess there's just so much shit going on like the same thing for like Bomberman and and you know like that game kind of came out and i didn't even realize it came yeah it's already out dude <laughs> but yeah it's kind of hard to like keep up with marketing and stuff. And then sometimes you, you just hear about stuff. You're like, wait, that came out. And I was like, yeah, dude, you didn't yeah. hear about that. And it's like, I guess that was on your feed. Wasn't on mine. Shit. Like, cause some of this stuff I actually want, but then I'm like, wait a minute, it's already out. When did, yeah. when did that happen? <laughs> so I don't know. 
They did do those Metal Gear uh, anime shorts to help promote it, though. Yeah, that, which were pretty fucking funny, I, th- I think. <laughs> like, uh, like that's not exactly like what I'm looking for in the, the Netflix Metal Gear anime, but like as just like quick little promo things, those are great. It seems with the announcements of everything else we've seen lately, video game anime related, we might be in a better position for a Metal Gear anime. Yeah, because of the Devil May Cry one. And Tomb Raider. And uh, there was another one too, uh, Onimusha recently. Like, yeah, they're going crazy with the animes right now. So it's a matter of time. Cyberpunk uh, at th- that one that came out a while ago, that one did really well. Our time's coming. Yeah. I'm I'm here for it, man. Yeah, I mean, it's the second Devil May Cry anime because there was one years ago. <laughs> right, yeah. right. This one, uh, I guess people are saying might be a prequel, something like that. I watched that in like 140p on YouTube <laughs> in like 2009 <laughs> or something. It was uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. But I think I think the new one might be better. Man, Metal Gear anime, that's going to be tricky. You go back to some of our very first episodes, man, where we're talking about like, that'd be kind of cool, especially if they did it not necessarily as a continuing story, but as like an anthology type thing where it's yeah. just like, bam, 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 bam. You know, just here's these different scenarios and just, you could even let different studios do different takes on it. Like, I'm cool with that even. Like, let's see all these different art styles. We don't have to keep it consistent. Yeah. Like, I love when Animatrix they did Animatrix style. Yeah, when they did that with Animatrix and they did it with Star Wars too. And it was just like... And uh, Batman. A fun, creative, like, what if? And just like, let it be that. You know, it doesn't have to, like, continue the canon. Just let it be this cool... Well... Like, let, let these studios do their thing. Like, I love that. So that's absolutely what's not going to happen because... They're going to want to make a series out of it, especially if Netflix gets their hands on it. They're going to make a big, long. Yeah, it's just going to be a straight adaptation. Well, because as long as some L.A. fuck doesn't say, well, I really wanted to put my own spin on it. It's it's like probably fine. I'm so sick of hearing that. Some L.A. fuck. Stop stop putting your own spin on stuff. Just keep the the, keep the spin that's already like made this shit successful, please. One of these days. On that note, they're they're going to adapt Resident Evil into a movie, and it's just going to be a straight adaptation of the first game, and it's going to be great. Yeah, and it'll be super successful, and they'll be like, yep. shit. <laughs> Maybe we should have done this in the first place. <laughs> Resident Evil is a fucking roulette. If you, if, you, if you mess with any Resident Evil media outside the games, it's, it's such a roulette. You never know what you're getting. They have done some absolute rubbish. Even within the games, like <laughs> they've done well, some yeah, rubbish. True. <laughs> it, there's no tonal consistency, I guess, apart from nope. zombies. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, but well, we love it. Yeah, there's there's something about Resident Evil. It doesn't really matter what they're what they're really doing, but we'll give it a shot. Uh, that's yeah. It's the same thing for Metal Gear, at least for me. Like if it's got Metal Gear related or Metal Gear adjacent, I'll check it out. You can't, I don't know, I don't think a straight adaptation works because it's in, Metal Gear has this subtle idiosyncratic weirdness to it that, you know, maybe I'm biased because I'm a fan uh, and this is just my personal, you know, view of it, but I don't know, it just, anybody else adapting it, I feel like it's going to lose something unless they go like into some weird peripheral areas, you know? I don't know. It's it's hard to articulate. I think its biggest issue is it means so many different things to so many different people. Yeah. What game you started on, what parts of the story were important to you, um, and what parts you kind of filtered out, depending on you know how many times you played through. And it's got so much like content packed into the games that like you know I, I, not on a weekly basis, but pretty often. 
I've managed to show you, Nitroid, like something new uh, in one of the games. Like, yeah, know. I'm still learning stuff new about it. Like every like just continuously, I'll I'll find something new or I'll hear about something like, whoa, yeah, it's just endless. We called it a playground last episode it's it's almost it's like a fucking theme park like it you know it's it's got roller coasters and shit like you you can really have a lot of fun with it you know <laughs> i don't even know if he's talking about that but it's 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 almost like metal gear is is borderline fractal you know as you start peeling back layers you find yeah. more layers well that's what i'm saying because there's so many subsystems going on that's that's what i'm saying like but it's, but it's not just the mechanics though it's yeah. not what he's saying it's it's everything yeah. i mean yeah. it's I know I've said it before, but Metal Gear is kind of a Rorschach test. Everybody sees it differently. It means something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what Apache said, it means something differently to everybody. Everyone's got their own sort of mental image of what it is and what it means. That's why it works. I'm thinking about mechanics because Apache showed us that dive shit today where he's like, yo, did you know that you could dive in the beginning of the dock? And we're like, God damn it. Yeah, that was fucking cool. By glitching through the wall. Fuck, I didn't know that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like the, se- the secret dive spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's but it's funny because, like, Arthur messaged, and he was like, I've never seen that animation before. And I was like, oh, you can just do it here in the dock. And it's like, it, it it's not even important to the rest of the game, right? It's like if you did yeah. it when you first played it, you're like, yeah. that's pretty cool. But that doesn't, like, appear anywhere else in the game. It's not like a mechanic that's in 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 the, like, full game or anything. It's just kind of a set piece um, at the beginning. And the game is full of that. And I'm I'm doing a a 24-hour stream, a, a deep dive into Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3 because I'm just so sick of people saying you're a speedrunner, you don't know anything about the games. <laughs> I'm sure everyone, everything I know about the games. Um, but I was writing, like, n- not a script, but I was just uh, going, like, section by section and writing every single uh, detail and, and, and interaction in the game. And I was writing it for the dock of MGS one. And I had like, you know, a thousand words and I'm like, shit, I need to come up with a new system for this. Maybe like bullet <laughs> points. Um, but, but even like just, just off the top of my head, like in, in, in the dock, uh, you guys probably know this. I'm sure all uh, patrons know this because they know everything about Metal Gear Solid, but there is a, a different cutscene that plays in the vents. When you first go into the building, when you hear the, over here, the guards talking, if you kill people in the dark, or if you don't. Mm-hmm. So there's two different cutscenes. There's also a, a, a hidden cutscene for the SOCOM as well, if you get it um, in the back of the, the, the van. Or if you don't get it, if you get it somewhere else, there's a, there's a different thing that plays out in a cutscene. So like the, with Meryl, right? With Meryl, yeah. it's like I got the leftover. It's not just a different cutscene either; it's different music. I'm writing that down. <laughs> yeah, look, go go watch it back. If if you go and encounter her without the SOCOM, the music has like extra percussion to it. It's a little more tense. Huh. Yeah. To be fair, you're doing something a little never mind, a little more risky, but <laughs> yeah. But that's what we're talking about. Like, there's there's so many. It's a game comprised of a billion one-offs. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it, it just it just did so much that like you know you can you can play the games for over twenty years, and you won't know all of these things. It's just these different things that people focus in on and mean different things to different people. And then you've got like Metal Gear Solid Two, and people have a million theories about every single interaction between characters in that game. Like when Raiden puts his hands on the computer and he gets shocked, is it? Uh, because he's wet? Is it because someone at the studio thought it'd be funny to do that? Is it because Raiden is the player and that's he's what... bad with computers? Yeah, just just like 
little things like that. And when you do it in a TV show, or, or sorry, like an anime or a, a piece of media that you're not directly interacting with, you kind of have to answer those questions. And I'm not sure people want to know. I know earlier I said that Baldur's Gate 3 is like reminding me of Chelsea playing KOTOR when she was a, a te- like a preteen. But in some ways, it also reminds me of Chelsea like learning to be what I call a Kojima gamer, where you try every little nitpick and detail and you get rewarded for it. And it's like an immersive sim meets a Kojima game and meets tabletop. And when you don't find those details, the game sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just you just struggle with it. Something that I, I'm obsessed with about the game is where you do something and the game says, I know you I knew you were going to do that. And it like <laughs> it, it picks up on the fact that you're going to do something, like, you know. At the start of Shell One, you 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 keep getting told go to the A B connecting bridge, go to go to Strut B, and if you go the other way, you get like a full extra codec, and it tells you to go there. Like, and you get like a patched into a call um, where they're rescuing uh, the president. Like, the game just rewards you for for like straying off the path and and doing something unexpected. And yeah, I just. I, f- I think that that's difficult to translate to a to a film or a TV show or an anime or uh, and a less interactive form of media. So can I tell you my real quick my one of my favorite details in MGS two that I learned about? Um, it's been it's been a few years and uh, now since I found out about this, but uh, it's still one of my favorite like late discovery sort of things that I only found out about because of a tweet. Um, but during the Harrier fight. Uh, if you can manage to zoom in on Solidus in the pilot seat, um, his head turns towards the player. I think he and Vamp both, if I remember right. I think we mentioned that on an episode before, too. We did. So. But but that may just be a consequence of the engine, but either way, it's cool. Do you know that Snake can kill the Harrier for you? Yep. Do you know that the Harrier flies underneath the map? That, when you say underneath the map, like... But it flies into the ocean. That I didn't know. That's cool. Yeah, you can see it in the in the Stinger lock on it flies like underneath the water sometimes. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I knew it went under the bridge, but oh, that's funny. Did you know if you have a a potion of speaking with animals, you can go into the goblin camp and talk to the spiders to to work. Wait, are we we talking about the same game, right? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, I I actually fucking love this. I actually I I I would I love talking about the games and hey, do you know this cool thing in it? It's like Dude, that's what I've been fucking doing though, is that I'll clear a part on Boulder's Gate. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm just really excited. <laughs> no, it's okay. no, this is cool. Go for it. I'll clear a part on Boulder's Gate and then like I'll go on Reddit and be like, Well, I did it like this, and it's like, holy fuck. This this it it's just I haven't had that experience. The games are so and I know I always say that Kojima's best games are like very curated experiences, but games these days are over curated. And now I get to play something where like not only do I get rewarded, but my vampire boyfriend snides me when I find out a little <laughs> secret or something. And it's just it's refreshing. I feel I feel good about things again. And I'm also a little bit manic because we managed to get a room at the Gaylor for Magfest. And I'm really excited about that. That's fair. Yeah, no, I'm feeling super hyped up. And like my vampire boyfriend had an original design, but then they <laughs> changed it. And you can find it in the document of Metal Gear Solid 2. It's <laughs> amazing. I think the only way that you could retain some of this sort of uh, discovery magic in, uh, you know, an adaptation of Metal Gear as it's anime movie or whatever. And we, and we, again, we talked about this before is if you 
did something like the movie Clue, you know, where you're sending different like what they did there is they had different theaters have different endings to the movie. Then people get upset by that. Yeah, they did. It was great. There was apparently something new too, where they, they added that, uh, it might have even been in the Barbie movie or something where they like had like it only in the IMAX version or something like, you know, like they're adding really? extra stuff where, yeah, I think it was like uh, Ryan Gosling like singing something. That's uh, funny. Yeah. But if you do it on Netflix, you know. Choose whatever version. Yeah. Right. Like like different scenes and different bits that show up, you know, every time you watch it. You could just, you know, have have a randomizer set up. No, not randomizer. Jesus, like, especially if it's something that has, like, ads attached to it. And you're, like, hoping you oh, get God, ending no. B. And you're yeah. like, shit, we got to sit well, through four rounds of ads. That again. means they'll absolutely do it because yeah. they'll make a fortune. Good co- yeah, it's a Netflix becomes a gotcha. <laughs> but, yeah, like, we, we joked about having, like, you know, some theaters get the Merrill ending and some have the Otacon ending. Yeah. And then you just slowly hear people saying, like, yeah, it was cool when they did this. And then someone's like, that didn't happen to my ending. And everybody's like, wait, were you high? Like, yeah. Or maybe something like Bandersnatch. I never, I never really liked that. Not a fan? Bandersnatch, no. And, and the different endings thing, like, if it happens now, I'm just going to say, oh, well, Nitro said that was going to happen. Well, the story's kind of lame, but, like, conceptually, it could be used in interesting ways. Well, it just comes into so much, like, like you're spending that much more time on it. Like, did they adjust scenes before that, yeah. too, like, to set this ending up? Or, you know, it's just, like, even with games and stuff, when it's like, all right, but did you get this ending, too? And it's like, mm. no, I got the one ending, then I watched the rest of the shit on YouTube. Like, <laughs> like the, the truth is, this is the best I got. I mean, like, there, there's really not a way to square this circle. We're talking about yeah. interactive media versus, you know, passive media. Just get an email from Psycho Manus later on. Just like, did you enjoy the movie? You're like, oh, how'd yeah. you get my email, bitch? Pandango. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Psycho Manus reads your cookies. Yeah. I, I guess all I can say is like, ah, I'm really happy and I'm, I'm just having a good time. This is a really positive episode, guys. Yeah. Super positive episode. No negativity. Uh, someone told me not to be negative, and I just dude. What if? What if like in like two recordings now the game the the collection turns out shit, and we're just gonna be like angry gorillas? Then we'll say so. We were optimistic. Yeah, I'll always be able to look back on this time as the the last time I was happy. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the thing, you know, like we we haven't really made up our minds yet. We are waiting to try it because the game hasn't come out yet. And it's uh, it's less than a month now. So let's see when this comes out. God, that's weird. Yeah, I know. And this comes out. This will be it'll be 22 days left. So, I mean, that's I can't wait to play these games. I've played hundreds of times. Yeah. And anyway, like it's the only game I play. So my budget for video games for the entire year will be 50 pounds. Yeah. For seven games. Like, I mean, ugh. I, I had those sexy vampire boyfriends in Baldi's Gate or whatever it's called, so I'll probably buy that as well. But aside from that, you know, I could mod uh, OG Vamp back into MGS2 for you. Fucking do it! No, do it. He looks so funny. He looks like a Soul yeah. Calibur character. <laughs> I think I can do it. <laughs> Mitsurugi looking ass. <laughs> yeah. At best, I could get the whole model in. At worst, I could get the textures in. Just the fucking face. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please, it looks so funny. I can. I will try. It might not. I don't know. I gotta. Yeah, we'll see. I gotta think about it. I do want to mention that I like so. Uh, DRK on Out of Heaven did a subathon the entire month, and I think it went like five hundred and sixty hours, something insane. 
But for some reason, I became a streamer during it, and I streamed for 40 hours. 40 hours of uh, after streaming for like four hours a month. And, and I had an absolute blast. It was, it was so it was the most fun I've ever had streaming. Um, and none of it was planned. It was all like, <laughs> I could, I, I would open up his stream and I would hear him and he'd be like dying because he'd been streaming for 18 hours. I'd be like, hey, if you want to go to bed, I can just do something here. And yeah, I ended up streaming for 40 hours over like, four or five streams total i don't know how he does that you and peach and and music box it was such a joy to watch it was fun and i'm missing anybody uh, little dragon mailing as well did she didn't she stream yeah she did she streamed death stranding and i just remember opening it and she was just like trying to look at norman reedus's dick <laughs> <laughs> that'll make more sense if you played the game but yeah good on her by the time this episode's out i've done a 24-hour stream Story stream, Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3. Only the best versions. PAL MGS1, NTSC Original, Sons of Liberty, and the Xbox 360 version of MGS3. I gotta, I got you know, I gotta ask. I've been wanting to ask you this for a while. What's the deal with you and PAL MGS1, other than the obvious? Oh, it's, uh, it's just like, if you've, if you've always seen NTSC, you can see, like, what became a huge game in Europe, despite the fact that Snake looks like he's wading through snow the entire time. And it's just like, it's painfully slower. It, it looks weird. The cameras move really slow. It's just a, I don't want to say it's a bad version of the game because none of us knew and we all, we all loved PAL MGS1. I, I remember, I have fond memories of playing it. But those five FPS makes such a difference to like how the game feels. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a weird, it's just a weird version. Yeah, it is. Now, NTSC Sons of Liberty, on the other hand, is, is like a completely different game. There's so many things that are different, and, and it'll be so fun to, uh, to sh- not only show the differences, but just everything in the game. Yeah, that would be a cool stream. I keep looking at the notes, and like I don't want to dive into any of these topics, because they all suck. Yeah, because it's going to be long. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, Xbox uh, had a big leak, and they fucked up. Don't care. Sony got hacked, and they fucked up. Don't care. Unity fucked up. Kind of care. And... Kamiya's uh, leaving Platinum, so... Don't care. There's your update. And guess what? Kojima is taking pictures with people. That sushi he had with Jeff Keighley did look pretty appetizing, I won't lie. Oh, also, uh, Jim Ryan is retiring as CEO of Sony of America. Thank God. R.I.P. Yeah. Bozo. Pack watch. <laughs> Just for, for, for context here, uh, if I remember right, he was the one who very famously went to some games exhibit, saw an old version of Gran Turismo and said something to the effect of that looks so terrible. Why would anyone ever want to play that? Yeah, he did. He was looking at Gran Turismo one and was like, Oh, oh old man. games are shit. Get the yeah, fuck you want to know here. what? I played Gran Turismo one just a couple months ago and it fucking rocks. Yeah. Love that game. Two is better. Well, yeah, but that's not the point. <laughs> I mean, a spec's better, but that doesn't really work yeah. with the narrative that we're trying to build here. I mean, four is better. No, I'm saying two was on PS1, and it and it like blew me away, like how how good that game looked. Two got me into the Cardigans. It's a good band. Yeah, it, it seems like that guy just definitely didn't get it, and and definitely probably uh, damaged the brand here. Um, I don't know. Bring back Sean Layden. Yeah. Oh, guys, do you want to talk about how uh, Portable Ops and Metal Gear Rising are on the timeline again, but they're labeled as spinoffs? No, no, I don't. Okay, cool. Let's end the episode then. I don't, I don't want to talk about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, if you think about it, 